Hello again, and welcome to Foreplay Radio Sex Therapy. I'm your host, certified sex therapist Lori Watson, author of Wanting Sex Again, and blogger at Psychology Today and WebMD. And I have with me Dr. Adam Matthews, my co-host, who's a couples therapist, psychotherapist, and president of NCAMFT. Foreplay is dedicated to helping couples keep it hot. Thanks for listening. Now on to today's topic. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to Foreplay Radio Sex Therapy. I am Dr. Adam Matthews. I am here with Lori Watson, your sex therapist. How are you doing, Lori? I'm good. Yeah. I'm good, yeah. 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 It's see, a beautiful day out there. See, that's, you engaged me. You talked to me when I – you respond to me when I talk to you. Right, the exact opposite <laughs> of what we are talking about today, which is stonewalling. A stonewalling. Another one of Gottman's Four Horsemen of the Apocalypse in Relationships. Uh, Explain just, that a little bit for people who are just tuning right. in. We talked about contempt, the, one of the first ones a couple episodes ago. And there are four. There, These are predictors of divorce. And they looked at what was over many decades of mm-hmm. looking at couples and their behavior um, and what actually can predict um, that a couple is going to separate. There were four things that stood out. Contempt, stonewalling, defensiveness, and criticism. Yeah. Right. And and this, we talked about contempt before, which right. is really the end state of the pursuer, right? Mm-hmm. It, they become aggressive and denigrating. Yeah. And stonewalling is an end state for the distancing partner, right? right? So, I, I mean, I think that Putting it in that framework, maybe we can understand yeah. it a little bit better. Yeah, I this think is, there. I think this there is are, a deadly state. I think there are occasions where uh, uh, the pursuer has pursued so much mm-hmm. that, that they, they begin stonewalling. Right, that but they it's fall not where back. they right. But then that often is accompanied by contempt as well. Yeah, they stonewall and they're contemptuous. Right, but stonewalling really for the for the distancer is the ultimate act of distancing because what it is, what it essentially is, is it is cut off. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes it's emotional. Right, cut off, mm-hmm. where you're just not responding to the person's emotional needs. Um, mm-hmm. Sometimes it is physical, mm-hmm. right? It's, it's just not being you present. Won't touch them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, won't so, be sexual with it's, them. Uh, it can look like you know monosyllabic responses, right? Just one word responses of just yeah, uh huh, right, and just know that it's it's a lack of engagement, really. Mm. So painful, right? Yeah, I mean, it's like the the ultimate withdrawal. Yeah. And the silent treatment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the silent treatment. It, I think my my daughter does this unintentionally sometimes. <laughs> She's not trying to stonewall, but she does because she just will not respond. Like you'll ask her a question, right? Or her sit more more often than not, it's her sister that's trying to get her attention. Mm-hmm. Um, and she will just sit there and stare into her cereal Right and not <laughs> not engage. It's powerful at all. It, it's it, powerful. It, yeah, because she's I mean, trying. It is. Mm-hmm. It is a way to gain power, actually. Yep. Right. Yeah. Over a situation. Yeah, and so you. I, but I think. But it's so hurtful because you essentially exactly. what you're doing is you're either neglecting or you are ignore flat out ignoring your partner, which, as we've talked about before, is more painful than a flat out rejection. Yeah. Right. Like what we try to teach our, our daughter is to say, like, if you don't want to talk right now, you can you get to say, I don't want to talk right now. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Or leave me alone for a minute and I'll come back and talk to you mm-hmm. later. But you don't get to just completely ignore and not respond. Yeah. That, that was hurtful. an important thing in my family as well. I taught the boys. You have to complete the circle of communication. Right. If I call up to you and say. It's dinner. I don't want to hear nothing. Mm. I want to hear I'm coming or give me two minutes mm. or 
But there has to be a response, right? Yeah. Because that completes that circle of communication and lets us know that we're responded to. Yeah, because I think the implication with stonewalling is that there's no care involved, right? Yeah. That that's the, that's what you me. you start to go. Why is this person not responding to me? Mm-hmm. Um, why are they not engaging? Why is it just one word answers? And what happens, I think, is that that it is an extreme turning away, mm-hmm. um, and it just furthers it breaks relationship. It is yeah. a relationship breaker. It's really a refusal to cooperate or to communicate with your partner. Mm. And, and I think sometimes you know I hear I have a patient who said you know. Uh, whenever I call out to him when he's watching sports, you know, he doesn't respond to me at all. I can call five times, mm-hmm. you know, hey, hey, you know, it's dinner. Or what about this? What about that? And he won't respond at all. And and that is essentially stonewalling. It's shutting out of a communication. But I think what we're talking about is a toxic pattern, right, of a wall between you and your partner mm-hmm. that goes on and on in multiple ways. You mm-hmm. know, it's... It's I want nothing to do with you. I have withdrawn from this relationship. Yeah, that, and that wall just grows with every time. It's like you're just you're further separating it. I, I think some people, like you said, the the power thing, they think that they're getting something from it, mm-hmm. right? It feels like a solution to them, mm-hmm. right? I just can't take – I hear a lot of people say, I just can't take any more. Uh, I know it's going to end in conflict. Mm-hmm. That's why I stonewall. Mm-hmm. Or I know it's going to end in a big fight or I know it's going to end up in something hurtful. So I just I just don't even engage. And so for some people, they just don't even realize how much they're hurting the relationship by doing this. Mm-hmm. I, I, I mean, I think for some people, though, they they know that it is punishing, you know, and they are they are so angry, right, that they want to give the other person the ultimate shove. You know, maybe mm-hmm. they don't have the courage to leave the relationship or they don't want to leave the relationship, but they are leaving the relationship. Yeah. They've left it. They've left it. They've emotionally. left it emotionally. Yeah. Yeah, they're yeah. they're just in the same house. Yeah, I, I think even for those people though, I don't know that they think it's they. It's an automatic response for them, mm-hmm. in some ways. Like mm-hmm. that's how they they know how. That's the only way they may have seen this modeled by their parents, or they. It's whatever is going on is so overwhelming that they feel like they don't have a, another choice. It's like the fight, flight, or flee. Yeah. Type response, I, right? I, I think that's important to say, and I like that because mm-hmm. it's you're right. These people are not necessarily given up. They are actually activated. I mean, they look like they don't care, but they care so much about something that they can't say anything. They can't respond to it. They are emotionally flooded themselves. Mm -hmm. You know, the the person who is hostile and attacking, obviously flooded. But the person who's stonewalling and not, you know, refusing to respond is also flooded. Yeah. What do you mean by flooded? When you use that term, what do you what do you mean? Because so that's high physiologically high physiological arousal, not in the good way, but in that my blood pressure is going up. You know, I feel a flush. I feel my heart race. I feel Mm. my palm sweat. I feel anxious. uh, I feel angry. I mean, all my body is actually caught in a cycle. Uh, and therefore, my defense structure is to stonewall, to to do nothing, because maybe I'm afraid I'll blow up. Mm. You know, so I think it's a better thing to just do nothing. If I engage, um, I may say something I regret, or I may yeah, do something I regret. Yeah. And so they're they're holding themselves in, and I think that's the difference between a person who actually maybe is you know just absorbed in an activity, and a person who's stonewalling. Is there's energy in mm. stonewalling? You you know it's done. You know, there's some purpose in it. They're they're deliberate in mm-hmm. ignoring. Hmm. 
Yeah. And again, I think ignoring is the most hurtful thing. Yeah, right? of course. It's the way to extinguish. It's the fastest way to extinguish, you know, uh, a behavior that you don't like, right, is mm-hmm. is to just completely ignore it. Yeah. But in, in part, it's having the fast, it's having the opposite effect. Yeah. Um, for sure. But we kind of want to talk about maybe three different types okay. of of stonewalling, right? Physical absence, right? That's one type of stonewalling. Um, right. They have a conflict and they just run out of the house. Or I think they just don't even, they don't come home. They continually have oh. work meetings or yeah. they plan, they plan, they pack their schedule so they never have to be around the other person. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. They're just not there. Yeah. Um, for some couples, I think they're out shopping or playing golf or with their girlfriends mm-hmm. or yeah. uh, drinking over at the neighbors. Yeah. Um, for some people, maybe, you know, over and over, I hear couples say, well, they were just watching TV. So I thought, why would, why would I even engage them? Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm like, that's they just came home and flopped down in front of the TV. Um, didn't even say anything to me. You know, I think there's those type of things that are that are stonewalling behavior uh, because they separate. Right. It's it's removal of yourself from the other person. Yeah. Yeah. The other one being present but mentally blanked out. This one is difficult, right? Because you don't always – sometimes you see it's going on. Sometimes you don't. Sometimes you assume it's, go, it's happening maybe when it's not. But I think you have to judge for yourself if you're being – if you're in the room, physically in the room with them, but not engaging with that person. You're somewhere else mentally and just not there. Yeah, and I think about you know the the person who doesn't really know what their partner is doing at their work, who maybe isn't engaged with the children, mm-hmm. doesn't remember you know that it's the birthday. I mean, they have they have removed themselves emotionally from yep. interest in the other. Yep. And so they they don't know what's going on. They're I mean, yeah, they're there, but they have built the wall. Right? They've built the wall between themselves and the other. Yeah. They've disengaged. Yeah. I think you put it well, which is I hear a lot of complaints too, is they just don't – they don't carry the mental lo- – any men- part of the mental load for the family. Mm-hmm. Right. I think this can happen without stonewalling, but stonewalling is for sure when you've just given over everything about your life, about the relationship to the person, other person. You're not remembering anything. You're not uh, making an effort toward any yeah. part of the, the life of uh, your relationship. Yeah. Um, so it's just you're – just, you're just completely withdrawn from that. Right. The other type is insincere placating, mm-hmm. right? This is just the whatever you want is fine. Sure. Right? Sure. And why do you think this is hurtful? Why is this such a – I mean, obviously, stonewalling is hurtful, but why Why is this a particular hurtful form of it? You know, I, I think it's just a diss, right? It's, it's saying to the other, you're so controlling, you're so critical – um, I've given up. I'm not mm. going to even assert anything about myself into this relationship. It's like, sure, we'll just do it your way. Mm. You know, I mean, I, I think it's it's essentially a diss that says, I, I'm not going to play. Mm. You know, whatever you say, honey, mm. you know, we'll just do that. You know, but mm. I have withdrawn. I have withdrawn my interest, my yeah. input, you know, even negotiating with you. I'm not going to yeah. do that anymore. I think this could be like empty apologies as well. Right. This could be the I'm sorry when I'm not really sorry or I'm sorry when I'm just trying to avoid the fight. I'm just trying to avoid the conflict um, just to make it go away. Yeah. Right. An example comes to mind for me of this guy who had a big, powerful job and he would never tell his wife when he'd be home for dinner. Mm. She she worked as well, but she was kind of the one responsible for dinner as would have been a traditional role. And he, he could never tell her 
when I'd be home, when he'd be home. It was like this refusal to engage. And I said, well, do you know, like, if you were going to go to a dinner out with friends, would you be able to say, I'll be there at 8? He's well, mm-hmm. like, yeah. I said, well, why can't you do that at home? Like, why can't you just say, I'll be there at 8? You know, then if you get home at 7.30, great. Mm-hmm. You know, you're there early. Or wh- why? It was like this absolute no. I will not engage. I will not commit to anything to you. I'm out. Mm-hmm. And it was just so toxic. Yeah. You know, this, you know, can't even renegotiate. It was like, nope, I won't tell you. Mm. Yeah. yeah. That's it was, that. It was dreadful. That is extremely hurtful. I mean, and it was so hurtful. Yeah. It, it, it like really left her. I mean, of course, she could never eventually, right? She was yeah. the pursuer given up. You know, yeah. she just made dinner and left his plate there or whatever. You yeah. know, and that to me, I thought, wow, that was really nice. She even left him a plate, you know? <laughs> <laughs> well,. I mean, stonewalling, I okay. think, is one of the more hurtful. Of the, I mean, they're all hurtful, but it's one of the more hurtful of the horsemen. And we want to give you some ways that you can diminish this impact. We're going to talk a little bit more about more how the dynamic plays out and what are some ways to kind of interrupt that pattern in the second half of the show. So come on back. Thank you so much to all our Patreon supporters, right? Yeah. Patreon is a platform where you can directly support things that you love. We really want to expand the resources that we can be able to provide right. to you as our listeners. If you know our work touches you and our work helps you, we would be so grateful for your support. Just go to our website, foreplayrst.com, and there you can find a way to support us, and you can see our episodes and our blogs. And thank you so much, guys. Speaking with certified sex therapist Lori Watson from Awakening Center for Couples and Intimacy. Lori, what is an intensive? So an intensive is 12 to 14 hours of therapy all in one weekend. And it's a way to really make fast progress compared to weekly therapy. I mean, there's just so much more you can get done when you have a chunk of time. Overcome the challenges in your relationship and your sex life. Learn more about intensives and Awakening Center's other services at awakenloveandsex.com. At Matthews Counseling, we believe it is our job to come alongside you in whatever difficult challenges of life you are in and help you rediscover hope and to find the strength that you have to face those challenges. We strive to create a safe and comfortable place for you to explore who you want to be and identify the obstacles standing in your way. Oftentimes, the first step toward finding help is the hardest, but it can also be the bravest. Give us a call at 919-587-8018. Find us online at matthewscounseling.com. We look forward to working with you. Welcome back to part two of our episode about stonewalling. Uh, We're going to talk about some ways that this dynamic plays out. We talked a little bit about this, uh, but it's important to know how, what kind of pattern that stonewalling gets you into, and then to be able to know how to get out of it. And we talked a little bit about this, but like it can be very, stonewalling can be very manipulative, Mm -hmm. right? Um, I mean, it is in the power struggle in relationship, like it's it's a tool that we use to wrest power from the other person, mm-hmm. um, whether we do it consciously or unconsciously. Like it is it is a form of punishment to the other person because we're depriving them of our of ourselves in a lot of ways. Right? It's also right. a bid, I think, to follow chase. Like I'm mm-hmm. not going to I'm not going to do anything. I'm not going to say anything. And I want you to chase me now. Oh, wow. You know, I'm not going to give anymore. I want you to give something before I come back. And so it's 
I think there's some part of it that is hopeful that their partner will notice, mm-hmm. you know, that they're not getting anything. That's when that's getting... that's when I think it's turned from the pursuer. The pursuer turns to stonewalling. Yeah. Uh-huh. Is they go they go. I'm done chasing you. I'm done yeah. pursuing you. Uh-huh. Um, and so now it's your turn. Let's see if this works. Yeah. Let's see if this really toxic behavior works. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Which um, it is. It's, I mean, that it's manipulation in relationship of any kind. I think is toxic. Sure. Right? But it is like, and that's why one of the reasons why this gets couple stuck is because it is it's a form of control it's a form mm-hmm. of manipulation but i think by the time something gets to this level right it's dynamic mm-hmm. um you know there's enough that's gone on in the relationship that both people are sharing a kind of a toxic way of acting with each other you know this is this is an end state unfortunately mm-hmm. yeah if, it beca- if it's become a pattern long enough for sure. And Gottman's research shows that men, in the same way that men are more likely to be the withdrawing partner in a relationship, men are more likely to use stonewalling in an end state of the relationship than women would. Women would more likely use contempt and and they are more likely to be pursuers. That's what the research shows. Mm-hmm. So I'm not talking about my gender experience, but right. I think it's 75% of all men are withdrawing partners, have a um, avoidant attachment style, and s- the same 75% of women have a pursuing anxious attached uh, style. Mm. Yeah. In a Anxiously lot, attached. And that, that makes sense in a, in a culture where men aren't really trained to talk about their feelings when they're not really oftentimes aren't able to name them or name the feelings in another person. Mm-hmm. Stonewalling is easier, especially when you have somebody that's coming at you and wanting to engage you in that way. Stonewalling can feel like the mm-hmm. easy way out, mm-hmm. especially the placating part, right? Yeah. And it's it, it's easier to do that than it is to like get into something that could be potentially a landmine mm-hmm. in your relationship because we see it that way. Because it's so it can be flooding in that in one sense, like we you see it as a landmine um, to to engage in a way that it feels potentially hazardous, mm-hmm. right. right? So, I mean, I think two things we, or a couple things we have to think about. If if you're a stonewaller, and or if your partner is stonewalling, you have to remember that their physiology is actually elevated, right? That they're angry, that they're upset, that this is a defense structure that is about reactivity. Mm-hmm. And so, the first thing we need to do if we're a stonewaller is calm our own physiology. Mm-hmm. You know, like learn to become aware. Okay, I, you know, I feel like shutting down completely. I feel like backing out of the relationship. You know, I feel hopeless. You know, I feel angry. I feel upset. First, identify the feelings and then see if you can modulate them with some awareness, uh, maybe some meditation, some mindfulness. You know, ask directly for a break. Uh, right. I think you're absolutely right that that is what you're talking about is just raising your own self awareness to be able to know what is happening with you. But then the word that I would put to what you're talking about is just self-soothing, mm-hmm. right? You got to be able to soothe yourself and your physiology down to be able to calm down from it. So a lot of times that's just reminding yourself, it's changing the narrative that's going on in your head and reminding yourself of the good stuff that's in the relationship, reminding yourself that stonewalling is only going to hurt, like pulling mm-hmm. back is only going to hurt your relationship, mm-hmm. um, that your relationship is worth the fight, right? Yeah. A lot of times yeah. that it's worth engaging reminding yourself that you still have to communicate care in the relationship that if you stonewall like you are moving you're moving away from your partner like it's reminding yourself of those things to be able to calm yourself down or any other thing honestly that you can think of 
that keeps you present and keeps mm-hmm. you engaged, right? That soothes that soothes that anxiety that's going on when inside I was, of you. When I was a young woman, I had a very active strategy about self soothing, and um, maybe this will be confusing because it was actually leaving the scene. But I would not just walk out. I would say, you know, I, give me five minutes. But if my children were acting out, or if um, you know, I was in a fight with my husband or whatever, I would say. I need five minutes. And I would go behind a door, go into my bedroom, shut the door and just watch the fan and kind of calm down because I really was committed not to yelling, not Mm -hmm. to being, you know, uber angry. It's like I wanted that to be nipped in the bud. Mm -hmm. And so I would I would take that little bit of a break with essentially communicating that and say and it helped. I mean, I learned I had come from a family that didn't do anger very well. And, you know, probably six, ten years later, <laughs> I can take a lot of anger without losing my temper, without, you know, being elevated, with with being able to stay calm. Mm. You know, so that was the way I self-soothed. I think that that awareness of raising of what's going on with you, it does, like you said, it helps you grow. It helps you improve mm-hmm. in that area because you can get better at it. But it's knowing that this is too much for me right now. And I need to find some mechanisms that are going to help me calm down. Mm-hmm. I think for the partner of somebody that's stonewalling, like one of the things that you, it's, it is also the recognition of the battle that's going on inside your partner, that it's not just a lack of care, um, but it is also you get to say, this is not okay with me, right? So if you have a partner that's just storming out every time you have a fight and leaving for three hours before they come back. Or refusing to answer. Or refusing to answer. You get to say, listen, I want to make this. I know this is must be difficult for you. I know it's a struggle going on in your head, but this is this is not okay. Like I need, we need to figure out something. So, you know, encouraging them, ask for a break if you need a break. If I need to back off right now, but or if you need, to, can you tell me that would to take a break and we're going to come back to this later on? Anything like that, that if you can recognize the struggle that's going on inside the stone waller, then you can also say, I get it. But this is not okay with me. We need to change something that's going mm-hmm. on with how you're stonewalling. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I think that goes further than just uh, than just de- continuing to pursue and demand that they change. Mm-hmm. Yep. I mean, it it has to be directly confronted, but not angrily con- confronted. Absolutely. Because the anger is part of the dynamic that in the stonewaller creates fear, and that may seem crazy to you if you're the person who is living with a stonewaller. It's like mm-hmm. I'm not a scary person. But it, it, they actually often are very fearful, and so saying it directly and saying, "Look, it, we can't, we can't live like this." Right. You know, I realize you're not engaging with me. I don't know what's going on, but either we need help or we need to settle this because it becomes so toxic, right? Yeah. Well, it, but and I think it, it's helpful to the stonewaller when the person that's pursuing or that's not the stonewaller can can leave something and stop pursuing mm-hmm. for a moment. So it may be saying, hey, I recognize there's some conflict going on in you. I still want to talk about this, but I'm going to leave for a while. I'm going to come back. You you take some time, do what you need to do to calm down, and then we'll come back and talk about it. Mm-hmm. And them being the ones to leave rather than the stonewaller, I think can be really helpful to change some of that dynamic and that pattern that's going on. Yeah. Exactly. But yelling and pushing for sure is not something, well, not physically shoving. I don't mean, I'm sorry, I don't mean physically pushing. That's never acceptable. Yeah, but yelling and trying to push your way past the the wall, so to speak, metaphorically, Uh like trying to just continue those efforts that are no longer working, 
starts, it, it just makes it worse. So the pursuer yeah. has got to back off in that sense. It's like Aesop's fable, right? The wind says, I'm going to blow that coat off that man, and it just causes the man to pull his coat tighter. And when you have a stonewaller yelling at them, you know, just actually makes it worse. So you have to talk calmly. You have to discipline yourself to come back at it and say, no, this, we need to work on this. Yeah. Yeah. So another thing I think that stonewallers can do that might be really helpful is they can reassure the pursuing partner as well that they still want to be present, but that they're overwhelmed right now. Mm-hmm. Right. I think all that's saying is I still care about you. I don't want to fight. I don't want to like not give you what you need, but I'm overwhelmed and I can't respond mm-hmm. in a good way right now. Mm-hmm. I, I know they may not be able to say all of that that I just <laughs> I just said, right. but something like that that just reassures their partner that they still care. Right. Because there's often a lot of helplessness by the time this is involved. This behavior is exhibited. There's a lot of helplessness. But if you do want the relationship saying that, I mean, mm-hmm. I think is really important. And then you can find your way out of it. Yeah. You talk about it in terms of in-state or that it's at when the point that you see stonewalling that it's toward the end of a relationship. I disagree a little bit because I think people mm-hmm. often come into relationships with some of the horsemen as their default positions. Yeah, you know, I I think you're right, Adam. And as we've been talking about it, I can hear that. Yeah. But because it might not be they're completely fed up with the relationship. It's yeah. just a behavior that they learned. They saw their parents do mm-hmm. this. Yeah, I did a I did a group with some um, couples who were all of them had been married for less than three years, mm-hmm. right? And they we went over the horsemen together, and I think it was helpful for them to know that because it wasn't full blown in their relationship yet. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a pattern. I think what you're maybe talking about is when it's in the end state. Is the horsemen are they are habitual? They're mm-hmm. happening often, and they're mm-hmm. happening regularly. And it's a this is their default response yeah. all, all the time. But I think you're making an important point, too, that this is a particularly toxic defense. Mm-hmm. And it might not be just you're so despairing about the relationship. But if you're doing this, you're actually contributing to the breakdown of the relationship. Yeah, And that's what I think. If, if you continue this behavior, if you don't catch it and get rid mm-hmm. of it, then you do get to that end state point yeah, where, okay. it is, okay. where it is full blown and I it's gotcha. grown all yeah. really big. So some of the stuff we've talked about, just to kind of wrap it up and give you what we're doing is uh, what would be helpful um, if stonewalling is present in your relationship, increasing your self-awareness, really kind of raising your awareness of what's going on, self-soothing, coming up Mm -hmm. with some things that you can say, sometimes even have people write these um, narratives down that they can just kind of repeat to themselves, talk Mm -hmm. to themselves to kind of help reduce their own heightened state, asking for a break. Um, but making sure you're coming back, right, mm-hmm. and to to reengage at that point, reassuring your partner um, that you still care about the relationship for the pursuing partner, walking away, stating your boundaries clearly, but not pushing, not mm-hmm. continuing stop to yelling. stop yelling, and don't continue to try to force your way mm-hmm. into something different, um, a different way of being, and and realize that sometimes stonewalling might be a response to your contemptuous comments. Absolutely, you know? I mean. Two people play at this dynamic. Absolutely. The, the horsemen are dynamic and they interact with each other right. all the time. So thanks for listening. And we are listening to Foreplay Radio Sex Therapy. See you next time. You can now call in your questions to the Foreplay Question voicemail. Dial 833-MY-4PLAY. That's 833-4PLAY. And we'll use the questions for our mailbag episodes. Hey, help us stay on top here at Foreplay. We'd love it if you would subscribe and share it with your friends. And please take one sec and rate and review us. Thanks so much. 
All content is for entertainment purposes only and should not be considered as a substitute for therapy by a licensed clinician or as medical advice from a doctor. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.